Welcome to another episode of the Drawn to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. My guest this week is Jonathan Davila. Jonathan is the creator behind Video Garden, a video journal project capturing and sharing the Los Angeles landscape and the people who live in it. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for joining me. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Same here, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on. I think if we can start off, this one question is, uh, what is Video Garden's overall goal and how are you going about achieving that goal? The goal of Video Garden uh, initially was just to continue chasing that spirit of enthusiasm I had during the site analysis portions of the Landscape Architecture Studios. Um, it was my favorite part and um, I always ended, I never did a good job of stopping you know so um i'd always want to go back an extra day which was easy because i, I was living in Boyle heights and um, so a lot of the studios were in the la metropolitan area so you know I, i'd go back but um yeah i think the goal is just to continue telling a lot of those stories that me and my other classmates had found and um i just yeah wanted to keep Keep going over them and uh, investigating the people I was able to speak to and be able to do a rich, uh, a more ingrained and rich treatment of the histories. I studied landscape architecture at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, uh, my second year was the um, the beginning of no, my first year was when COVID hit. So that had a, a huge impact on the nat the structure of this the studios, and I think well, I know 100% that this started. Video Garden was a direct result of that because the studio topics became much more intimate and um, I mean they were well defined uh, they were well defined but we had a like a bit more latitude in how we approached it and and the the um, I guess the pedagogy just ch changed throughout I mean it was more like what what do you how do you guys want to approach this topic and uh, for one of my studios, there was a big focus on storytelling. So, um, like we still had the formal elements, the plan and you know section, and and uh, making sure we had that deliverable. But then there was also you know create a narrative out of this, and that one that you know the portion that we spend a little bit of time on in, in the beginning with the site analysis. Well, that's that's going to be the stuff of your you know the main leg of your final deliverable. So. Yeah. Did you have any experience uh, with videography prior or photography prior to um, the studio sessions? Uh, yeah, yeah. So after high school, I ended up doing media for a, a mayoral campaign. It was um, for Jan Perry, um, 2013. And uh, um, yeah, I somehow I was I was just interning in the office. I, I kind of like a lot of people that in landscape I just um or my favorite people they I just I wore a lot of different hats but yeah I had a big background in in um filmmaking and videography and um yeah because <laughs> you know I've always made it a portion of like of everything that I that I've done and so if it was related to work or um something intimate I just feel like I've always been filming going back to your work with video garden uh, what are some of the stories that you're looking forward to tell Right now, I'm working on the Alfresco Dining Project, um, so that's like the middle C. That's like the baseline for this project, and so um, 
the alfresco project it, um, i'm sure you're, you're aware of it but um, during the pandemic in may 2020 uh, the studio launched this pilot um, temporary permit for small business or businesses to essentially you know put these patios on the sidewalk or the uh, the street or um, it could it could have been like set back within the building so if they have or a lot behind it so uh, it gets kind of screwy because there's different agencies that you permit them so um, but I was living in Boyle Heights and you know within like two suddenly within like a two-minute walk of where I was staying um, you know these alfresco structures out of nowhere came up and um, yeah I've just been for me it was profound for everyone it was like yeah we're having a patio but you know I've been going through these landscape design courses and professors like Steve Cansey and we talked about how you know oh we tried putting street furniture on and they were taken up by the city within a week but here now there are these structures left in the landscape and I was seeing things that each had their own intimate designs on them and they meant so much to the different businesses at different scales and um, I thought wow I just at first it was just curiosity it was just I want to talk to these people there was no thought of turning it into a project and then it eventually became one and so yeah that's what I'm doing with video garden right now and in terms of future projects there's so much built into this one that closing it has been a little bit difficult because now it's it's still evolving and it, in the beginning it was just the small business owners and yeah like the the form of the project is based around the structure but I I knew that it was going to almost immediately become much more intimate than that and you're going to you were going to run into speaking to a small business owner who invested everything into that wood into that material into the art and had a lot writing on it and you just immediately see this um, marriage of their bit who they are and what their business is and um, we're I'm filming this in, in you know East Los Angeles and so migration is woven into like 90% of these stories and um, and I wanted it to go there because for me that was that that golden harmony between landscape and the people who live in them and um, yeah that's like the core of the project and so that's that and that's um, that's then you start getting into art and representation on the landscape and so I was fortunate to start covering some of the poetry scene uh, Mike Songson who was a you know longtime LA poet and a, a student of Mike Davis um, favorite writer of mine uh, has been you know he's been taking me around like I now it's it's uh, speaking to what I like to call the, the like the best geographers in LA are the poets you know because they for them the geography is, is a character is an immediate character and and they just they use it so well so yeah yeah there's there's that but that's all wrapped up into the alfresco program um uh, i'm also still working with jan perry right now we're, we're covering wet the wetlands in south la and so there's a little bit of activism built into that like maintenance of a wetland is 
is very difficult to get funding for and uh, there's been a couple things published on that so um, right now that's kind of an archiving and you know trying to get attention for funding for the projects she actually had a hand in in um, creating both of those wetlands down in south la so um, if you ever find your way down there definitely check them out um yeah and then this other one is a little bit difficult because I'm in the early stages of it, but you know, I did a lot of my studios in East LA and on the East side, and, and so, so Southeast LA. And you know, it, when I was doing my Boyle Heights studio, I came across the burden exide plant and you know, the lead pollution in, in, uh, in Boyle Heights and that whole side. So um, I somehow, I, I actually did a bit of a write up on that just being around, I've, I've been pulled a little bit into that, and so uh, I'm on the early stages of it's it's a different scale, but there's a lot there's a lot of richness there, and there's a lot of these coalitions and groups, just all community based, working with like these different stakeholders working together, and um, so it's in the early stages, but uh, um, yeah, interested in that as well. Yeah, you seem to have like an overall positive feedback from. Uh, the community, right? The the people that you're you're filming. Um, has there been any pushback or or criticism from anybody in the community while you're filming, or um, as they as they take a look at what you're doing? Well, um, the only pushback that I've gotten has really come in the form of reservation. Um, so for the first for the first project, the Alfresco, you know, it's um, it's been I think it's been a a smooth process. I always do a good job of introducing myself ahead of time, but with the pushback in, in form of reservation, I think it's coming towards the, with the new project on the um, on the lead because uh, lead on the east side because you know there's a lot of sensitive information there and um, some of the information regarding the the lead has been you know now been a published case study by some people over at USC, but it's just kind of, it gets a little, I'm just learning. Um, I should also say that a lot of this, I'm really just learning. So uh, there was a kind of a harsh awakening that I had uh, just earlier this week with just how sensitive people will get when it comes to that. And um, yeah, I guess just what they're willing to say or be reported saying when it comes to certain things. So. Not that I had an issue with, you know, recording that, but just having those intimate conversations ahead of time. How do you go about uh, approaching someone to be in one of the, uh, uh, a clip or, a, or um, be in your videos? Is it you just kind of go walk in and start having that conversation beforehand, or do you walk in with a camera in hand? Like, how does that work um, prior to the actual uh, recording? Initially, it was focused profiling the small businesses. And uh, I had a general framework of the project. It was first reach out to the small businesses to, to get to the heart of the thing. And then I could go, you know, just change the scale. Um, but no, it's just introducing myself ahead of time. And um, it never hurts if you, you know, buy a cup of coffee, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been... I've been fortunate, so for, honestly speaking, I've been fortunate because, you know, if you're going to a small business that has a patio, the, the chances are that they like the program, and so they're going to be willing to speak to you about it. 
um, in changing the scale a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that it's, it's taking a lot more effort and energy and rightfully so, you know, so for the, the lead project, there's these different, there's a lot of different stakeholders and they want to make sure that you're, you know, coming at it from a, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say a positive angle, but just a very transparent angle. So, um, I'm having to do a lot more write-ups and things like that ahead of time, but yeah, I know initially it was just reaching out to people and saying, I, you know, I'm a student of landscape architecture and um, I just want to get your input on this. I imagine even with the, like you mentioned with the lead project and the, the wetlands project, is that, it looks like you're getting into more public works types of areas. Are you having to deal with the county or the city, any, any, any municipality for access or any kind of information from them or approval to shoot in those areas is that a, is that an issue so far no so far no um i mean it's public public land for the most part i believe yeah i've been i've been getting lucky so far i think i've been working with the person who's part of a stakeholder committee with that um for each of those projects um yeah so so far no so it's not like you're not guerrilla style, just sneaking in and trying to get some footage, right? You're, it's it's a little bit more uh, organized, so you do have access. And you know what? Are allowed to be there. I guess I'll just put it out there. <laughs> I actually don't know. I mean, I hope so. Um, I mean, I have a very general, uh, I have a very general way of testing it out. You know, if if there's other footage online, if that hasn't been taken down, you know, um, that's that right now. It's my my barometer, but. Yeah, hopefully. Going back to your your uh, uh, Cal Poly days, are you are you working right now in landscape architecture? Yeah, yeah. And this is kind of funny because um, I really love the urban design end and like these cool large scale projects. And I just kind of kept telling myself like, you know, right after right after I graduate, the one thing I'm not going to do is residential design. Right, like that's the one thing I'm not going to do. So I worked on my portfolio and I didn't really get into anywhere I wanted to, but uh, immediately, but I did get into doing residential design. <laughs> but here's the cool thing. The cool thing is the residential design is part of the, um, yeah, I work for a private engineering firm. Uh, like they do infrastructure and engineering works and they're subcontracted sub by the city of LA. Um, to do the turf replacement program. So if you if you live in Los Angeles and you uh, you know apply for the turf replacement program, I think it's $5 per square foot. Um, one service that they offer is somebody like me gets your lot and um, I come up with a draft design that focuses nat fo that installs natives or um, native or I mean I think everybody knows you don't need to have a native plant that operates the same uh, function as a native so um yeah so i'll i'll do a design i'll meet with you and then we'll revise that design together and um it's been my favorite job that i've ever had it's been great because i i've they increased my region so now i i was first doing the um central la now i'm all the way out to the valley and then with each within each zip code there's a new set of Plants. Sometimes the plant type changes not from zip code, but block to block, depending on just different climatic conditions, or sometimes the soil is just weird. 
but yeah i mean so so for the landscape end i am totally still invested there but one of my favorite parts of the job is being able to meet three to four different groups of people every single week and doing those designs and and i love speaking to them and just that's that's been great and um, i'm seeing so much more of la that way i mean i i don't think i'd ever spent any amount of time in Winnetka, but uh, I mean, I, I go that far. I think I could go as far as Calabasas, and um, yeah. So it has it takes me all over, and that's what I'm doing right now. Nice. Uh, I'm a, a big fan of people who just kind of do things that they want, or are just kind of you know they'll they'll get their things and start doing something that they think about and start to execute on that on that um that thought which is i think a lot of what you're doing right you picked up your camera went out there and started doing these taking videos of these uh communities um do you, would you have any kind of advice for someone that's looking to do something like that um you know i don't know what your uh, equipment is like but you know when i started doing some video stuff i had a phone that shot video right so that's that's what i was using um i don't know, do you have anything that you'd like to uh share with people that are looking to just start something that's maybe a little bit not what they do on a regular basis i don't know i i, I think it just feels like jumping into a, a pool of cold water you know you just have to take that leap of faith onto yourself and i mean i'm still in the early stages so you know if they don't get me on that whole permitting thing you know if i'm still going keep going i don't know i i mean you started your own business so i'm sure you um, did you well let me ask you did you begin first with your business or did you work for another firm oh, I was working for a couple of firms before I started my business yeah um, once I got licensed and I was able to uh, start the, the company part of it and get that going um, which is a whole new thing because you don't you don't learn about that stuff in school right about starting a company so that's a that was a big sort of learning curve for me yeah well, what was your own call to action? Why did you jump? Um, I wanted to make more money. <laughs> There's a point where you realize that you're, you're, you know, you can only help somebody else make more money than you for a certain amount of time. Then you got to break out and start doing your own. That's how I saw it, right? I was there at companies helping them make more money um, as opposed to doing my own work where, you know, there's more involved in that. <laughs> And uh, uh, on top of that, it's your own work, right? You're doing your own designs, you're doing your own work, um, and not having somebody else, um, not doing somebody else's projects. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah, that's, I like that point. <clears throat> Money's pretty cool. <laughs> Are you working with a team? Is this a solo thing, or do you have somebody helping you out? Well, I have my friend, um, my friend David, who helps me out with some of the well, actually, a lot of the audio, um, because I wanted to get to a point where I can um, focus on the like the story and, and shooting. Cause I love filming, you know, and um, but I knew that if just with work and, and life, you know, like um, like we were joking around about your, um, you know, starting that business. But some degree that comes with a little bit more freedom with how you scale your projects and when you need a minute. So. Um, still working for other people, you know, I, like, I don't, I don't want to stop because, 
you know, with the whole question of like, when do you start? It's, it's almost like you're continuously starting, you're continuously jumping into cold water. So I know I, I didn't want to get gummed up on anything. So I have my friend Dave Geckner, who's a really talented musician and audio engineer, and he helps me out with just cleaning the audio. So it sounds good. But right now, it's just us two. And, um, and similarly, he's just, um, I think he'd been producing music for some time. But um, and he said he wanted to get into just sound design and scoring. So I kind of feel spiritually we just made that jump together, you know. Um, I should also say that during school, you know, to support myself, I was doing videography for a couple of, like, political campaigns. And I w had one that I really liked working on, one that I really believed in, and one that I didn't believe in as much as the other one I worked in. And I think that also played a part because you're putting so much effort and you're using a lot of your, um, I don't know, ability and your... I mean, you never want to approach the table with a bad idea, so they're all good ideas, and I don't think I'll run out of good ideas, but I want to make sure that I'm using as many as possible for things that I really believe in. And so, it was just, I think one day I was just filming it for you know, one of those other campaigns, and I thought, you know, I want to do this, I want to take this type of energy and put it in towards the stories that I had started to inv begin investigating my landscape stories. Like, I want to make sure I... I save that well for this and the other well for the other stuff. So, yeah, I think that's also part of that agreement you have to make, right? Like, where are you going to put this this stuff while you can? What is your, do you have like a, an idea of where you take Video Garden to? Like, is there a certain level that you want to be at? Um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe quantity-wise or quality-wise, um, do you plan on growing out? Is, is the goal to be doing this as a full-time um, job, essentially? Grow in the garden. Yeah. As a full-time job, I don't know. I mean, I like that relationship, too. I, th I think that landscape architecture, you know, field I want to keep growing in and, and film, I think that they're wed together. I had an interest before in being just a, a filmmaker, and I feel like the best film school was actually landscape architecture. And for me, I, I think that it was... When you're doing the site analysis and you have these professors who really care about the material um, and they approach it from their own angles and so you get their own lenses on different communities it shows you why it gives you your why do i care pretty fast if you like your like because you know when you're telling a story um you have to give the why should they care pretty early on and um there's no shortage of that in landscape architecture you know people approach it from their own urbanism ends, their own ecological ends, um, their own landscape futurism ends. Um, so there's that, and then how to tell the story. I was not good at that in school, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't see them being divorced anytime soon, just because I think that they just feed each other so much. Um, where can people check out some of your work? Right now, I'm just posting everything on Instagram and youtube um yeah that's that's it for right now yeah we'll uh, we'll share some links in the uh the show notes for that um jonathan thank you again for taking the time to to join me um good luck with everything and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch yeah thanks for having me i really appreciate this thank you